from the Newstalk STL studios in St. Louis, it's the Right Mind Show with Todd Showalter. On tonight's episode, Trucker Mike will tell us if switching our show over to CB Radio would get us more listeners. And comedian Jeff Allen tells us about getting a second chance on life. Also stopping by, Kirby Newberry, the king of coffee from DiscountCoffee.com. And the Right Mind Studio Band, Mitch Murphy and the Murphy Tones. Now, putting the fun in your dysfunctional world, here's your host, Todd Showalter. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Joey. Wow. Wow. I love that Mitch. He's getting better, I tell you. You hear that? I think that's something new that he learned. What a week. What a week. It is so good to be here, Joey. I tell you what. You know, it's... Don't tell my wife. She doesn't know I'm here right now. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be doing lawn work because, you know, it's rained so much, and now that it's finally dry, I'm supposed to be out doing a bunch of stuff that I'm not doing because I'm here with you. So don't tell her I'm here. If she calls, if she mm-hmm. calls, tell her you saw me, but you don't know where I'm at. Anymore. Yeah, I'll tell her you did chores around here. He had the vacuum under his arm. I mean, I don't know where he yeah. was going, but it looked like it was important. Yeah, you know, my, my wife loves the vacuum cleaner. She does, you know. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think... Anytime, I, I rarely rest. I don't know if you knew that. I mean, mm-hmm. I am a go, 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 go kind of guy. You know what I mean? I constantly go. But every once in a while, I will just, you know, take a little breather because I figure you got to recharge the batteries, right? You know, can I get a refresher? So I'll sit back and just shut my eyes for a second. All of a sudden, that's when she decides to do the vacuum cleaner. She loves the vacuum cleaner. I have heard that they have engineered vacuum cleaners to actually have metal inside so that when it does suck something up, it makes a big old echo because <laughs> yes. it's so satisfying yes. to hear. Yes. It doesn't need to make that noise. It could just, you know, suck it up. But we love to hear the noise of it just it, it, jangling around. You Like my car keys. Mm-hmm. My car, and I'll say, why are my, oh, I was just, I was trying to vacuum up your car keys. I, my car keys were up on my dresser. Not after I knocked them off, they weren't. Mm-hmm. Why'd you knock them off? Because your dresser is so dirty. Well, if you just leave my dresser alone, I was just trying to take a little snooze here. Not now. I've got the old Hoover out. You're not going to take a snooze. I'd get out there and weed. What's wrong with weeds? I mean, they're part of, you know, nature. I mean, do we just tear the trees down? No. Who came up with the idea that weeds were bad? Because i got to tell you, if it weren't for weeds, I wouldn't have a lawn. I mean, my, I, my lawn is a beautiful field of weeds, okay? And so I, on the highway, there's even signs that they put in the ground that say natural prairie being grown. Please don't cut down these weeds. I stole one of those. Yeah. I, I, at Creve Core Park, okay, and if the park, if the park ranger is listening right now, it was me. I don't care if you know. But they had the, they had those things, mm-hmm. like a natural habitat for like it's a, you know, endangered prairie. I said, this is ridiculous. These are weeds. All right. So here's what I did. I took it. Okay, I ran back to my car with the sign because I figured this is going to get me out of cutting my grass, doing any lawn work, doing absolutely anything by putting the sign in my yard. Because now, hey, I'm not being a slacker in the neighborhood. I'm protecting the environment, right? We got a crazy show today, don't we? We, You know, we have somebody new coming on the show today. We have Mike the Trucker. Okay, now this guy, he is out on the road in his big 18-wheeler rig, Seeing the country as only Mike the trucker can say it, see it rather, because you know we get all these reports about you know what's really going on in America, but you know Mike the trucker, okay, he's actually out there, you know, kind of like Andy, you know, with his boat out on the on Admiral the Andy, yeah, Admiral sailing Andy. the seven seas of two seventy. 
well, this is my, okay. Well, trucker Mike, he's actually out there. Mike, the trucker, he's actually out. You got to be careful how fast you say that. Uh, <laughs> he's actually out there. His mother the, was a trucker. He, he, okay, <laughs> don't take me down that road. Okay, he was actually. Uh, he's actually out there on the road on his eighteen wheeler. So we're going to be talking to him today, and I don't even know where he's at, but that should be interesting. Hopefully, he finds a better highway than two seventy because that one is just a circle. So Admiral Andy, he's going 270 to 255 and then just back around again. I bet Trucker Mike knows how to get across the country. Well, Joe, um, Joe, speaking of Joe, we were talking about him. I mean, apparently he's back from vacation. Somebody did kind of uh, ask him about Hawaii. He said, you know, no comment. Now, I think he's he's heading out to Hawaii soon to check out the, uh, you know, the situation out there. And I think with all the devastation that's happened in Hawaii, they need as many doctors as they can out there to help out. So I don't know why Jill Biden's not there sooner. I think she, she is, is actually, a doctor. She is a doctor. And the thing is, you know, I, I thought, you know, I because I, I was going to actually want, I don't even know what kind of doctor that she is. Okay, I really don't. I school. Don't. I think a doctor of school. So she's like a school nurse? Educator. No, I don't think she even can legally put a Band-Aid on. We're really kind of like all over the board here. Well, you know what? I think it's about time to mm-hmm. check. Oh, I hear the horns. I think it's time to check in with our buddy, Truck Driver Mike. What's up, Mr. Todd? Well, I, we are on the air. This is Truck Driver Mike with us, everybody. And he's uh, this is his first time on the show. And as I said earlier, he is out pretty much discovering America as it should be seen on the roads of the, uh, well, the interstates. Mike, how are you doing? Introduce yourself and tell us where are you right now? Well, this is Trucker Mike, and I'm on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. The point of, of you being here, Trucker Mike, is we want you to report on America as only a trucker can see it. Because a lot of the things that we see in the media and whatnot, I mean, they're just kind of, uh, you know, the narrative is however they want us to see it. What are you noticing out on the roads? And you've been all over the country, by the way. Are we seeing America as it's really being portrayed in the media? Um, no. But let me tell you what annoys me. Okay. No, I want to, we're going to switch topics here. I want to try to start a movement within the progressive community. Okay. I'd rather them put their bumper stickers, their Biden Harris bumper stickers on the front bumper. Yes. That way I can see them coming because they annoy me. So if I saw them coming, I could get in front of them and annoy them. And then when they switch lanes, I can switch back over in front of them and annoy them like they annoy me. Well, now, uh, Trucker Mike, if, if they put them on the front of their vehicles and they were and you saw them, wouldn't they be oncoming traffic in your lane? I mean, now that would, to me, that seems a little dangerous. Well, that's the point. They annoy me. So, you, oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking he's using his rear view mirror I just, in this I get, situation. I get an, oh, you I, mean... We don't, have, we don't oh. have rear view mirrors. We have side mirrors. Yeah, yeah, side So know. I could see him coming. See, oh. the problem is, I don't... I can't catch them after they go past me. I got So they you. pass me, and then I see they have a Biden-Harris sticker, Oh, and I can't catch them. Okay, that makes much more sense. See, I thought you, you meant it was like oncoming, like it, you're looking at your windshield at the front of their car, and that would mean that they're no. actually in your lane, and that, to me, that's much more dangerous than any sticker. Now, you've been all over the, uh, the country. Uh, you've seen things as only a trucker can see them. 
you recently, I believe, up in the Northwest, right? I mean, is Portland area, Seattle, that whole thing. <laughs> now we under, oh, he's trekking. I, I know he knows where I'm going with this. Is it really as whacked out up there as we uh, we hear? It's worse. It's worse. What? What? what how? But, I mean, how can it possibly be worse? Everything is spray painted, and then there's tents everywhere. People living in tents. Yeah, it's dirty. Those are boys usually. Boy Scouts. Joey said yeah. those are Boy Scouts. Sounds like a safe place. All these Boy Scouts around. You can't call them Boy Scouts anymore, Joey. It's just Scouts. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Get with the program. And, and then and then they have abandoned RVs just on the side of the road that people are living in, I guess, and everything they own is outside the RV. The, yeah. RV. the RV definitely doesn't run, but, oh, it's horrible. And it stinks. Okay. Okay. What's and I would think that's harmful to the environment anyway. Yeah. All that spray paint. That's a good point because the aerosol goes up there. And I sometimes, right. you know, because, you know, with my mullet, you know, I'll, I'll go through like four or five cans of hairspray just trying to get ready in the morning. <laughs> and it's, seriously, I, I, I can feel the the, uh, the impact on the ozone layer just above my home. We've talked about some of the, you know, the pits that you've talked about. Are there some areas of the country that are kind of, you know, God's country for conservatives that we would all feel right at home and, you know, not have to worry about you know, climate change and, you know, all this and wearing a mask in Texas, Texas. Well, okay. Okay. The entire West state. Virginia. West Virginia. And that's where you're from. Are you not from West Virginia? I have a place in West Virginia. Yeah. I, I'm originally from Maryland, but I had to get out of that state. Okay. All right. Like forcefully? Too, too progressive. Too prog- no, I didn't get, no, I wasn't running from the, from the law. It was just too progressive. Okay. Can you, can you honk your horn for us a few times? Okay. Now, can How's you, that? Uh, is there anybody like in front of you that looks a little skittish? Can, uh, do you ever like just pull no. up? Do you ever just pull well, up to somebody and just like blow that horn? You know what's funny? What is if there's a passenger sleeping? So you and your wife are on a road trip and you're driving, mm-hmm. and she's kicked back in the passenger seat. Yeah. I might blow the horn sometimes. It's funny to watch him jump. Oh, I bet it is. Now, are, is your vehicle that you're driving now the big eighteen wheeler? Is that a is that battery powered? Like is it is it like an electric uh, is it an electric truck that you're driving? Nope, not in the Tesla yet. No, it's not I'm in a Freightliner. A Freightliner. Okay. Wait, we exactly. use we use lots and lots of we use lots and lots of diesel. But diesel's good. Diesel's good. You know why? Because that that I think that's good for climate change, isn't it? What, what is it? I mean, well, it's getting expensive. Yeah, it is expensive, but you know that, that it was. It didn't used to be expensive. Were you okay? Now, when you were like, back in the Trump days, I mean, it was obviously a lot cheaper to be a truck driver, wasn't it? Heck yeah, two dollars two fifty a gallon for diesel. Yeah. Why do you think that? And then is? Biden gets in, and it went up to six something a gallon. Why do you? Do you, Why think, do you where do you think inflation came from? Oh, I know. I, you know, does Trucker Mike have a favorite truck stop brand? My uncle, he's a loves guy. I don't know if you swear by Loves, yep. Flying J, Pilot. Which one takes the cake? Loves. Yeah. Loves. Every trucker says only Loves. Be- only because um, fuel points. Because uh, what? what is I think it? I have hundred. I think I have $130 in, I, I think I have $130 on my fuel card I can oh. use for anything. I save it for Christmas. So you can like win a bowling ball or like a kitten or something like that? With if You, you, you can a- buy one. You can buy a bowling ball. Well, that kind of takes away from the whole Christmas spirit if you got to buy your own present, though, doesn't it? Yeah. No, the wife gets a bowling um, ball, and then she shares it. She gets a bowling Classic ball. Homer Simpson move. Boy, she, my wife would love it if I gave her a bowling there's ball. Nothing like shop, there's nothing like Christmas shopping at a love truck stop. I bet. Best. 
And that's another country song, isn't it? I mean, you just you're basically writing your own album here. Yeah. What are the best AI, things to give? Put people? it into AI and see what it spits out. You get an audio book for the kids. You, you get a hot dog that you bought in grandma. November. Grandma gets the uh, the the sausage stick. The uh, the uh, well, the jerky. <laughs> buy dad a CB and buy dad a CB antenna or something. Are we big on CB radio? Have you heard our show playing on the CB at all? We try and get it out to all the different platforms. Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> I think like six truck drivers across the country still have a CB. Well, can you honk the horn a few more times for us? And make sure you pull up behind somebody uh, sleeping, as yeah, hopefully not behind the wheel, but what the heck, maybe they have a bike so sticker. I, okay, so I'm going to be respectful. I've got, I'm sur- I'm, in, I'm stop and go right now, and I've got a bunch of trucks around me. Sure. And they're not going to like it too much if I blow my horn at them, because they're going to think they did something wrong. Well, that's even better. Maybe they'll get mad. And then they might, they might, they might, yeah, they might stop and jump out of their truck and come back and drag me out of mine. Well, that would make this the show really exciting. Go ahead. Do it for the show, will you please? There you go. Are, are they running after you now? No, I'm getting some pretty dirty looks right now. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going for. Nice trucker, Mike. Terrible accident he got into when we told him to honk the horn and those well, other truckers beat him about the head. That's what we, you know, we have to go. If I think the show is, you know, maybe hurting in the ratings, I like to add some unnecessary violence and maybe mm-hmm. some sex and bad language that we'll get to later in the show. Uh, but I thought we'd start with the violence. Coming up next, well, before, you know what, before we say coming up next, I'll tell you what's coming up next. I'm supposed to be at home doing some stuff around the yard, but after that, I'm supposed to be doing some home repairs, all right? But I'm not going to do the home repairs because I've got somebody that I know that will do it for me, and that's my buddy Rick with the Burstein Remodelers. The Burstein Remodelers, he's been around for uh, 20 years. Okay, I've known him for 20 years. And along with, with home remodeling, he handles like uh, electrical, plumbing, anything you can think of contract-wise around the house, he and his team do it. Uh, he's a second-generation uh, contractor. That means that, uh, you know, his, his dad before him was a contractor. And he's a great guy. Uh, he works all over St. Louis. And I want to urge anybody that needs some home remodeling or any work done around the house, regardless of what it is, to give Rick at the, at the Burstein Remodelers a call. His number is 314-324-3024. That's Rick at Burstein Remodelers at 314 Two, four. When we come back, our guest Jeff Allen will be with us. We're going to have Mitch Murphy and the Murphatones take it away for us. Go, Mitch. Coming up, comedian Jeff Allen will talk about hitting rock bottom with drugs and alcohol and what he did to turn his life around and find out what he thinks about the label Christian Comedian. Welcome back to The Right Mind Show with Todd Showalter on News Talk STL, a show so good NASA has already put this episode on their next gold-plated Voyager record. And now your host, Todd Showalter. And welcome back. I'm Todd Showalter with The Right Mind Show. My next guest, I'm sure you've seen him. He's a comedian. Uh, if you're on Facebook, the Dry Bar Comedy Series, you've seen He's also done a lot of corporate work, and he's been around for a long time on the comedy scene. And he's also <laughs> written a new book, about his journey back from some darker times called Are We There Yet? My guest is Jeff Allen. How are you, Jeff? Not too bad. 
How are you, man? Oh, doing Look, all right. I have been around a long while. I have been. <laughs> well, we're kind of, we're kind of from the same vintage, as they say. So you know, it's 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 been a fun ride. So tell, tell yes, us, it has. Yeah, so yes, you're, it has. You're in Nashville now. I mean, so are you touring? Or tell us a little bit about what you've got going on. I mean, you you uh, you got well, yeah, I am actually. Yeah, we uh, starting in September. The tour for the book starts. Are we there yet? Tour September 9th, I think, is the first date in Tennessee here. Uh, but in the meantime, I'll be in, um, where am I going next week? Uh, Funny Bones in um, Richmond okay, and Virginia Beach, and then a theater in Jersey, and then Myrtle uh, um, Beach, uh, the uh, theater there. Okay. So, um, yeah, I am, I am busy, so you're which on is the good. Move. That is good. It's better than being bored. That's what I always say. So you're on the move. That's fantastic. Well, there's nothing more dangerous than bored young men, and uh, I'm uh, even is bored old men. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, you know, age, right. age is relative, as I always say. But you know, I mean, go to your book now. Let's say now you you've got a, a, a you know very uh, extensive history, as they say, and you 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 went through some dark times. Um, yeah, there was some alcoholism and uh, some drug abuse and things like that that you overcame. Yeah. And so this book, uh, Are We There Yet?, kind of chronicles uh, the journey about your way back and, and how you got, you know, back on your feet and, you know, as successful as you are today. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, I got married at 30, and I was a drunk and a, and a, and a drug addict. And about uh, a year into my marriage, I realized I couldn't do both. I couldn't keep drinking and drugging and raise a family. So, uh, I, I went into a 12 step program and, uh, they told me to pray. I said, to what, uh, you know, I go, the only thing that exceeded my ignorance was my arrogance, you know? So I certainly wasn't getting on my knees for something, uh, that I made up, um, you know, and that kind of set me off on a journey of, it took about seven years. Uh, I, I really just kind of felt if God existed, then there must be a way to figure that out. And um, I started with self-help books and philosophy books. And, you know, it's interesting. I never read a book prior to getting sober um, outside of the Willie Mays story. I was a huge Willie Mays fan. So I, I read everything I could on Willie Mays. But uh, other than that, I never read a book. Gotcha. Um, so you're, I out there, to... you're out there touring uh, and you're doing, you're doing your thing and you're a young comedian. Yeah. And uh, you got a young family. I believe your wife's name is Tammy. Is that it? Uh... Or, yes. Okay. And yes. So you're out there. And you're 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 a family man, uh, and you know, but you're you're going through hard times. Now, was there? I've heard before. I mean, did you hit? Was there a certain point, like a breaking point, where you just said, you know, this is it? I mean, what was it? What was the uh, the moment that finally made you uh, realize that enough is enough, and you know, this has got to stop? Well, I, my six month old son was crying one night in the crib, and I spanked him. And uh, when my wife got up and took him away from me and fed him on the end of the bed, I realized. Uh, the damage I could have done, what I could have done through my anger. And uh, that was it for me. Um, I, I just realized that uh, I needed help. Um, I mean, who, who does that to a six-month-old, you know? And I was all coked up and drunk. And um, and uh, so that was my bottom. That was it. It wasn't the tank, certainly. It wasn't, you know, the DUIs. And, and I always say I got DUIs when they were hard to get. You know, <laughs> today it's nothing, you know, a glass of wine and you're busted. You know, for me, I mean, you had a, you had a swing at a cop to get a DUI when I was getting, <laughs> so, uh, they were hard to get, but anyway, that was it for me. Um, I, uh, told my wife, uh, that night, I said, if you don't take me to 
AA, I won't go. And if I don't go, I don't know if we're going to make it or not. Um, I need, I need help. So that kind of set me on the journey, you know, um, and I would go to those meetings and raise my hand and I, you know, they said, you lie, you die. So I told the truth, you know, I don't like you. I don't like you. <laughs> like I was, I was not a, I'm the reason it's an anonymous program. Um, you know, they didn't want me out in public advertising for them. Uh, but, uh, I stuck it out and, um, seven or eight years later, uh, I met a guy who put the Bible in my hands and that was it for me. So, yeah, I was going to say, because it's also, it's been quite a spiritual journey. So when you, when you did hit bottom, um, I mean, did it get to the point where you just said like, I can't do this anymore. I mean, you've got to help me. Did you turn to God and say, you know, please, you know, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I did what I was told. And one of the prayers in the, in the big book, um, the blue book of Alcoholics Anonymous is, I think it's called a third step prayer. And I, I did what I was told. They said, pray, you're going to, if, if you don't pray, you're not going to make it. So anyway, I wanted to make it. So I didn't believe in God, but I would get on my knees and ask God, you know, um, to remove me from the bondage of myself so that I may better do his will and take away my difficulties so that victory over them, others may bear witness. So anyway, that was my prayer. And then the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. So courage and, and strength and wisdom, you know, um, if it came from God, I just needed to know definitively if God existed or not. I, I, you know, and I didn't understand the higher power thing. That was me. I just go, look, if I'm making up a deity that makes me delusional, but again, I did what I was told like a child. I said, you know, look, if you're going to make it, you got to pray. So I prayed. I, I prayed earnestly. And uh, sometimes that's all I had to get me through a day without picking up a drink, you know. And um, I used other people. That's one of the things that uh, I, I, I share in the book is that nobody does life alone. Nobody does a good life alone. Um, a full life involves, you know, your family, your friends, uh, you know, uh, people outside, you lean on, uh, you know, uh, the culture. Sometimes you just lean on strangers. Um, I mean, I think of the thousands and thousands of strangers that I crossed paths with over the years um, in different parts of the world uh, at those meetings. Mm -hmm. And uh, they kept me sane and sober. So um, if I learned anything in life, it's just, you know, isolation is the disease. That's the sickness is when you isolate and you think about what's going on with social media and the phones and, you don't have to leave your house. I mean, I knew cocaine addicts that, that were wealthy people, and they never left the house. <laughs> they, yeah. they had their drugs delivered. They had their food delivered. And uh, then when they finally got sober and clean, they realized that, my God, I miss community. I miss those people. You know, you need people in your life to tell you your feet stink and you're you know, and you're not a nice person. Yeah, and that's so. that's kind of like the misnomer, I think, with a lot of comedians. I mean, everyone just assumes, you know, I mean, they're making you laugh, they're funny and things. Like that. They're probably, oh, they're probably always having a good time. They have a bunch of friends and things like that. But it's really not that way all the time, is it? I mean, it can also be a very lonely existence. Well, it's funny. Uh, I've been waiting my whole career to get to the point where I could work theaters, you know, and some, I'm doing some small theater, performing arts centers and things. And I always had this vision of just a, a, a dressing room full of people and all of the, you know, the, the, the swag that goes with it. And, and the truth is I walk in the theater at 745. I'm on stage at eight. I leave at 930, quarter to 10, and I'm by myself. And one night I sat in the car and I took a video. I said, me and my entourage are going out to dinner. And I panned the car. There was nobody in it but me, you know. 
And uh, we were thinking of running a promotion, uh, beat be Jeff's entourage. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, you, you, you sign up and you get to go to dinner. And, and I have a friend for the night, <laughs> you know. But you're right, it is. You work alone. And, um, you know, I guess the, the, the bigger names, I understand why guys have posses, you know. It's just kind of neat to hang out with a group of guys. I just um, – I can't afford to buy friends right now. Oh, I'll be your so, friend, Jeff. There you go. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm pretty cheap. Thank you, man. Yeah. You Will you but, wail at my funeral? That's no, what I, I told my wife. I said I'm going to put in my in my uh, in my will. I said I want five whalers at my at my funeral to wail for wail for me because I don't think anybody's going to wail. I, I hope they don't. I no, hope they, they realize they had a good life. You know, and uh, added into the contract, I can sure I can help you out there. But you know, spirit, no. this whole transformation thing too. Though, I mean, so when you changed, I mean, you you got sober, you got your life together. Um, you obviously, you know, got your family back, and you know, back on that course. But you know, your your entire act as a whole changed. I mean, back in the day when you first started out, I mean, you were you were one of the uh, raunchier comedians. I mean, you were doing you know the 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 stuff that, you know, the, the, the profanities and things like that. But now you are a the clean, conservative doing uh, comedian, doing a lot of corporate gigs and things like that. I mean, did you see that whole transformation in your, uh, oh. in your material changing? <laughs> no, no. If I started at the age of 22 and if God had sat across the table from me and said, here's the arc of your career, you know, and uh, in the end, you're going to just, you know, you're going to be working in churches and doing what you do. And I don't laugh. I go, there's no way. Uh, and I wasn't really dirty. You know, I cussed a lot, you know, but I wasn't the content. I, I you know, I got called into school. My wife and I got called into school. I write about this in the book. Um, and my son was in fourth grade and he called his teacher some really nasty names, profanity. And uh, we went into the school, and I said, what did he say? She says, I can't repeat it. I just don't talk that way. And I <laughs> I kind of had an idea. So I, I looked her in the eye, and I said, I'd love to be able to look you straight in the eye and tell you I have no idea where that child heard that kind of language. But the truth is, you know, he's been in and out of nightclubs since he was a kid and a little boy. And, you know, so driving home, my wife said to me, this is really not attractive they have coming out of our children's mouths so we need to clean up at home and i paid my kids 25 cents for uh, every foul word that came out of my mouth and basically that's how i funded their college <laughs> so uh but the uh but anyway it was uh, I, I then i started thinking i wonder if i could do what i do without cussing and um you know, i'm a storyteller that's what i do uh-huh. and it really made me better I mean, when you got to get a thesaurus out, you got to work around the laziness of, of profanity. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, I heard a great quote once, profanity gives people permission not to hear what you have to say. And it resonated with me because at the time I was, you know, we were having bill collectors call because I was behind in my thing and they would call the house. And the minute I cussed, they'd hang up. Hmm. And uh, I realized I gave them permission to hang up on me. So... Um, anyway, I cleaned up and, um, and, and I really believe things got better, uh, uh, from a performance standpoint. And then it was probably a couple of years later, I, I came to the faith 
to believe. And um, it was like the groundwork had been laid. I was able to walk into churches and work clean because I was already doing nightclubs clean. Yeah, don't you also think, I mean, because uh, getting that label as a, uh, you know, a Christian conservative comedian, because, yeah, I, I mean, people assume that, oh, this is going to be boring type of thing, you know, but it's right. not. It's, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, it's not. I mean, what, what, I mean, I think you've broken the mold on that to show people that, hey, just because I'm a conservative Christian doesn't mean I'm, you know, vanilla and boring. I mean, I mean, what, right. I, I mean, so uh, what is it going to take you? Think, I mean, you're obviously doing it. I mean, do you think it's become more mainstream where people realize that, hey, we like to laugh as much as anybody well you hope i mean the issue we're having now is trying to get the church people out to the clubs um there's there's this stigma that they don't want to go where they serve alcohol and i go well you go to fridays and you go to you know denny serves alcohol now i mean you 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 go out to eat in places restaurants sure and that's kind of what the improvisations are they're really good food i mean the improvs have full kitchens and things you know but that's the issue uh, that we're having now um, is uh, so the Are We There Yet tour will predominantly be in churches because I'm going to share the second half of the show is about the book, about my journey to the faith. Um, and um, we're going to we're going to hit on a lot of a lot of different things that maybe you know wouldn't be appropriate in a club. I don't know. You know, um, I've been sharing uh you know that i uh, about the book in the clubs i'm taking five minutes at the end of my show and i'm telling people that the um you know it, it it's about jesus and in in my faith so don't be blindsided by buying the book and, and getting mad at me because you know you, you get to the end of the book and it's jesus so um uh but i um i was in uh, nashville less than a year and a guy calls me up and he says, I got a, I got a, a gig for you. It could be the best or the worst thing. He goes, there's good news and bad news. I said, well, what's the bad news? He said, it's in front of eight people at a board of directors table. I go, well, that's not a very good venue for comedy. And he says, I said, what's the good news? He goes, it's everybody and anybody in the gospel music industry you'd want to be in front of. It's the president on down. And um, those are people you want to be seen. So anyway, I walk in, I do the show, and the guy introduces me. And here's a Christian comedian who's actually funny. And uh, I call my manager the next day, and I go, here's what we're up against. The people in the industry don't think I'm funny if I put the word Christian in front of me. Yeah. Um, So that's a stigma. You're right. We went round and round about it, you know, and I don't don't think it's on my website or or anything, but I've, I've been open about my faith for 25 years. I don't, any research of, of, of my, you know, any Google search of mine will sure, certainly yeah. it'll come up. And so, I, I, yeah, and, uh, I think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm positive that God has a sense of humor. I mean, I, I, you know, I oh my mean, God. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I have no doubt yeah. about that. I mean, you know, believe me. I mean, I've, I've, I've tested that. There's too many healing benefits to laughter. Oh, exactly. For, for it not to be designed. I mean, we need to laugh. If you, it, you know, coming out of COVID, yeah, I never looked at what I did as just anything but a job. That's what I do. This is what I do. I, you know, I love my job. I love what I do. But I never looked at it as anything more than that. Coming out of COVID, I'd have husbands come on over to me while their wives went to the bathroom, and they would tear up telling me it's the first time they heard their wife laugh in over a year. And I I can't imagine going a year without hearing my wife laugh. Yeah. 
I mean, I fell in love with her laugh. That was the first thing I heard. I was on stage. She was in the back of the room. It was pitch black, and she was a waitress at a club. And I heard her laughing. And and the Smoker, you know, she was – Smokers have the best laugh, the gagging, <laughs> gasping, wheezing. You know, yeah. when you can't get oxygen into your lungs, that's a symphony of joy to a comic. So I can't imagine going a year without hearing her laugh. So I, I kind of look at what I do now is like, okay, you know, this is something that God gave us. Uh, uh, the ability to look at some of the tragedy in our lives and, and come out the other end on it and heal through, through the laughter. And my issues were all self-inflicted. You know, I'm certainly not a victim uh, at all. I, uh, I, I wounded myself over and over and over again. I had just this saboteur in me that, um, you know, that's got to make your, your, your whole journey, your whole process though. I mean, I mean, that, that's gotta be a part of your story. I mean, that, that's, that's gotta be part of what, you know, whether it's not just your material, but, uh, I mean, can you imagine it, it's got to have, it has to have helped you in, in a lot of ways. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, if you're not crushed by your circumstances and then you, you know, I think, I don't know, is Aristotle or one of the Greeks, uh, Socrates, somebody said, an unexamined life is not worth living. And when I got into recovery, I be, it, it became everything to me. It was just to dig inside and find out why I was the way I was, because I wasn't very kind to the people I professed to love. And I didn't know why, you know, I was kind of like my dad. My dad was a, a rage freak. And the difference between, I think, my father and I, my dad never really did any introspection. Um, everything in his life that he did that resulted in some kind of negative thing was always somebody else's fault. If you didn't say this or do this or that, I wouldn't have had to do what I do or or whatever, you know, and I was the other way around. I go, other people get annoyed and they don't smash dishes. So I think I have an inappropriate response to certain things that annoy me. Being annoyed is part of the human experience, but it's what you do with it that, um, uh, that determines your level of happiness and peace, you know, and it doesn't mean that you don't get angry. I mean, I, um, I can't imagine going through life and not getting angry at, um, you know, uh, at certain things, but, um, it's, like it's, it's the response I had. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, and then, and then to come out the other end on it and look back on the folly that you, you know, my gosh, how do you not laugh at the, your, your foolishness? You know, I mean, it's, so, um, I can point at myself. I can point, you know, and, and marriages, what a journey this has been. Sure. Yeah. Um, I told my wife, you walk out tomorrow, you're it. I'm not, I don't understand people getting married three, four, five times. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I really don't. I, I'm done. I mean, I see you walk tomorrow, man. I'm done. I, I don't even know if I'll date. I'll yeah. just go out and play golf with guys. And, uh, <laughs> and but the, the, the fullness of life that comes from sticking through it, you know, we can now, it's, you know, this book was, it's, I was 30 to 37 or 38 when all of this stuff happened. So I'm 67 now. So it was 30, 37 years ago, 30 years ago. So it's a different man writing the book. Had I written the book when I was 40, it would have been a different book. Sure. Um, yeah. But, um, and, and able to look back on, on, on the man I was 30 30 years ago, 37 years ago, when I crawled into those meetings and, um, and, and see the growth. And sometimes you don't see it because you're just in it, you know? And, uh, but to, to see it, um, I thought maybe it could help some people. 
Yeah, well, and and I'm sure it will. And uh, why don't you tell – it comes out uh, September 5th. Is that the, the correct date? Yes. Okay. That's the release date. Yeah, they can pre-order now on Amazon. Okay, um, and go ahead. So tell us about where – you can get it on Amazon. It, it's called Are We There Yet? Are um, We There Yet? Yeah, if, if you just search Jeff Allen Comedian, it'll come up. I think it's the first thing that pops up. And um, we were number one in Christian humor. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, again, I'm gonna, I'm not just gonna keep beating it, but see, Christians are funny people. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, yeah, you know what? It's funny when I when if somebody asked a good friend of mine asked me, he was an atheist. He said, uh, "So what's it like working comedy in a church?" I go, "It's amazing." He goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "These people are used to having someone speak for 45 minutes without heckling. I mean, not a lot of pastors get heckled every week, you know, <laughs> so." They're used to sitting still and listening and, and then using metaphors to paint pictures and things. And uh, and you have to kind of lose them. They, they kind of trust that the people who put you on that in the, on the stage at their church, uh, they trust you. So they're with you, you know, and you'd have to lose them sure. yeah. uh, by crossing a line or something. And I push the envelope sometimes. I, I think I've, I've had more than one pastor say, I don't like him. He's too angry or too the way I pick on my wife and stuff. So everybody has their own cup of tea, but I, you know, I said I could stand on stage and tell everybody for 20 minutes what I love about my wife. And you'd think that was nice, but you probably wouldn't laugh a whole lot, you know? So the goal is to get them to laugh. Well, my wife thinks I'm, uh, I I went to go get something. I told Joey, my producer here that, uh, you know, she doesn't even know I'm not home right now. She doesn't even know I'm on the, I I went to, I, I went to go hide. So <laughs> yeah, I used to do that with it when she'd get on these cleaning jags. That's what I know. That's what we were talking and, and, about. The vacuum cleaner. Yeah. I was, oh, I got to go hide. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. I'd go to my car and I'd start cleaning out the, I'd pretending to clean and my kids would come out. What are you doing? Get away from me. This is my house. Hide we're hiding here. Yeah. yeah she's looking for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like an ongoing theme here. Okay. Well, Jeff, yes. it's been a pleasure, my friend. And uh, the book, again, it will be available on Amazon. Will, will it also be on your website? Because you got a great website, by the way. Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, you can go to the website and um, uh, anywhere. Uh, you know, once it's out, you could probably even get it at Barnes & Noble if anybody goes there anymore. I don't know. Fantastic. Um, but we uh, Walmart, I know Walmart made a big order. Okay. Uh, Sam's Club. So they'll be able to get it at Sam's. Fantastic. Uh on September 5th. Yeah, we're, I was really kind of happy about that. That's interesting, you know. Um, that's a big uh, a big order. Fantastic. So uh, there's a lot of high hopes. There's going to be a promotion to win a trip to Hawaii uh, next March. I'm performing there, and uh, one winner will get to go uh, for a week. Very uh, nice. All expenses paid. Very nice. So they can go to Christ, localchristianbookstore.com and, um, and enter. So perfect. And on another, your, your, your buddy, Lenny Sisselman and I, we were actually working on a comic strip for you. Uh, cause you know, I'm a cartoon, oh. I'm a cartoonist. And so that's what I do. Oh, wow. And, uh, so yes, yeah, so we've got that. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but, uh, it's, it, he's made me redo it every time. Cause he says that you're very, no, Jeff's not going to like the way you made him look in this. So I, anyway, see, I, I understand that oh, you're, I you're, don't know. you're yeah. kind of a diva. You're a diva. I understand, but that's, okay. I am, I am, I'm yeah. a, yeah, really yeah. I am. Okay. me and my entourage. There you <laughs> go. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I think we have the yeah. same entourage to tell you the truth. Well, Jeff, it's been, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you, man. All right. That's Thank Je- you for having me, man. All right. We'll go get the book. Jeff Allen with us here. He's, uh, his book, 
Are We There Yet? will be coming out on September 5th, Joey. And so uh, you should run out and get that. Well, coming up, King Kirby, the king of coffee, will be joining us. DiscountCoffee.com. You're listening to The Right Mind Show. I'm Todd Show Walter, along with my buddy, Joey V. We'll be right back. Take it, Mitch. Coming up next on The Right Mind Show with Todd Showalter, Kirby Newberry from DiscountCoffee.com will tell us what Brown can do for you. And we've just been sued by UPS. Welcome back to The Right Mind Show with Todd Showalter on News Talk STL, and now a man who cartoons for a living and tunes cars for his enemies, Todd Showalter. And we're back. Welcome back to The Right Mind Show. I'm Todd Showalter along with my buddy Joey V. And guess what? It's time for us to visit the kingdom again, Joey. And who lives in the kingdom but the king of coffee, King Kirby from DiscountCoffee.com. How's it going, Kirby? What's new? Good, Todd. Uh, thanks for having me on the right mind tonight. Well, I really appreciate you being here. How are things in the coffee kingdom? Oh, man. I've had, uh, Todd, heartburn and indigestion all day. Oh. So um just got back from the, the coffee break room. Yeah. And uh, anybody with heartburn or indigestion, they tend to go to the decaf, decaffeinated coffee. Yeah. But uh, dark roast coffee, because it's roasted longer, will give you a full flavor with less acid. So tonight, uh, sleep good tonight and try a cup of Joe of dark roast coffee. Um, you know, a, Joe Biden. A, uh, well, a cup of Joe, you know, do you know how the, the slang uh, term cup of Joe came about? No. Can you tell us? I bet I can. I can tell you a little story. Okay. Uh, this is a little over a hundred years ago. Uh, in 1913, there was Joseph Daniels, who was the Secretary of the Navy under, I think it was um, President Woodrow Wilson. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't like the negative reputation of the Navy back then. So he made several changes to operations, one of which was to ban alcohol from Navy ships. And that didn't go over quite well. So because of that order, the strongest drink on the ship was coffee. You know, whether it be Renoco coffee that started there in St. Louis in 1904 or Folgers. And as the soldiers begrudgingly turned to coffee for their fix, they began calling it Cup of Joseph Daniels, or better yet, Cup of Joe for short. So it was a just a snarky enough to mock the secretary without getting in trouble. What, what, going back to the Coffee Kingdom, what kind of big, uh, we've got the Back to School special going on. Uh, you know, we've got the, uh, the uh, Halloween, the fall and all that coming down the pipe, along with the holidays. What are some of the things that uh, customers and viewers to the site uh, can look forward to if they go to DiscountCoffee.com right now? Well, if they go right now tonight, um, we've got some really big um, BOGO sales. Buy one, get one free on coffee and creamers and teas and all kinds of, um, you know, supplies, break room supplies. Uh, and then there's an offer I think you have, Todd, Yes. which, um, you know, if you want to share that offer uh, with everybody. Um, well, I'd be honored. Yes, actually, okay. if, if people go to the, uh, if they go to discountcoffee.com, which if you haven't yet, you're really missing out. You should go right now as I'm speaking. And if you order anything, not just anything, uh, I, I mean, across the board, even if it's on sale, even if it's on sale, anything on the site that you order and on the promo code, if you put in right mind, you're going to get an extra 15% off. 
even if it's on sale. Isn't that right, Kirby? King Kirby. That is a that is a very exclusive offer to right mind listeners because I mentioned the Bolo sale, the buy one get one free. Right. That is a huge. Um, we're winding down for the back to school sale, and on these buy one get one frees, all of our other coupon offers that we have, and we've been doing this since 1998 on the internet. Uh, we always have the fine print that says not valid on any other offers or sales or promotions. But for my listeners, they can get an additional 15% off our everyday low prices plus any specials like the Bogo Free on right. sale that's going on right tonight. That is fantastic. And I mentioned I, I, earlier in the week, I, I said, you know, my son is going back to college next week. We're going to get him set up with these uh, K-Cups. Now, are you going to let me, like, like cheat and use my own promo code of my own show on my own order? Well, don't tell anybody. Don't get, you know, don't let anybody know, but yes. Oh, this is why I love having you on the show, you know, because, you know, not only do you save the show, you save my wallet. You like that? That worked out, too, didn't it? Wow, we're just full of, like, little one-liners here. Well, Kirby, it's been a pleasure. King Kirby having you on the show. And as always, by the way, your your, your story last week about the uh, the uh, Hawaiian coffee and how long it takes for the beans to grow, that was uh, my wife was just walking around. I say, I can, I mean, I, I, I've actually learned something on your show. And now we've learned about the Cup of Joe. You know, you're not only a, a, a coffee, King Kirby, you're, you're a scholar too. I mean, you're a very bright guy. Thank you, King Kirby, for joining us here on The Right Mind. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you, Todd. We'll see you next week. Okay. That's King Kirby from DiscountCoffee.com and the Coffee Kingdom. And I'm telling you, Joey, anybody out there that hasn't been to DiscountCoffee.com has got to at least go check it out. I guarantee you, you're going to be blown away by this site. Uh, they have coffees, teas, I mean, all types of snacks, uh, cookies, every, you name it, it's on this site, uh, DiscountCoffee.com. And like he was saying, if you go... Regardless of if they have a promotion or they don't, if you put in fifty if, uh, the right mind into the promo code, you're going to get an additional 15% off, even with their buy one, get one free sale. So pretty amazing. Wow, that was something. Hey, Joey, I think, oh, guess what? Guess who's on the line? It's it's Admiral Andy. Andy uh, Admiral Andy, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Now, from what I understand, uh, you are on a uh, major like uh, camping trip or something like that. Now, I didn't know that sailors camped. Well, you know, we, we have what we call blue water sailors, and then we have dirt sailors. I <laughs> I happen to spend most of my career as a dirt sailor, and, and I'll give you a quick explanation. Please do. Uh, the Marine Corps is falls under the Department of the Navy. Okay. Therefore, they take... Uh, they don't have their own lawyers, doctors, dentists, medics, whatever the case may be. They, they get those from the Navy. So Navy personnel get assigned to a Marine Corps unit, and they basically wear the same uniforms. They do everything that the Marines do, uh, and, and including their PT, your patrolling, and your, your fighting and your combat. So uh, I spent the majority of my career with the Marine Corps. Okay. And, it, and, and, okay. And that, that, that was a wonderful way of explaining why you're camping. So uh, why, uh, why, why are you're camping? What, did you just try to distract me on that whole thing? Because it was a brilliant story, but that's what a dirt sailor would dirt, do. Oh, that's what a dirt sailor would do. Try to distract you, throw well, dirt in your eyes and run away. I've got you. Now, do you have like a campfire and you're out there like, uh, you know, cooking things over there? Are, are you killing animals and eating them? Uh, you know, for dinner? No killing today. No killing today. Uh, okay. We're out of season, so you, you just never know. But yes, I have a campfire. I have a. I had to spend so many years rough that uh, I don't think you can 
call what I do camping. It's more glamping. Gotcha. Okay. Because you have wonderful cell connection for being camping. And you're obviously nowhere. Are you actually camping like at a day's end that has free HBO? <laughs> no, no, no. No TVs out here. Is there an ice, uh, ice machine like where you're at? No, okay. but I do have a, uh, a portable refrigerator. You do. Wonderful. And so that's camping. That's camping. That's really good. See, when I used to, even more. Yeah. When I used to go camping, it was like, uh, you know, I was in the Boy Scout. I, no, I wasn't. I was like Cub Scout. You can't say, I mentioned before, you can't even say that anymore. It's just scouting now because everybody can be a scout. Your dog can be a scout. But anyway, I mean, I, 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 you know, we like, it was like some pup tent and stuff. And I hated it. I was like, this is terrible. I got like bugs in my eyes and stuff like that. So I, I never really understood the people that like to go camping, like get out to nature and stuff. Because didn't we like, you know, a evolve past that i mean the whole thing you know over evolution you know we, we lived on the dirt and we did that and then we we ended up you know to red roof in and, and now people want to go back to it i just don't understand why you would you know have this reverse evolution type of thing that people enjoy well let me tell you something there's Please something do. to be said for going somewhere and disconnecting from the world for a while there's mm-hmm. you know I, i'm lucky to have a cell phone signal here but that's about it you know mm-hmm. there's uh there's no internet out here. There's no TVs. There's there's no politicking. It's just getting back and as corny as this sounds, being one with nature. It kind of re- recharges my batteries. When when I get to the point where I've had enough with people, mm-hmm. I I just need to get out in the woods for a while. Yeah, you know, I'm the same way. Whenever I want to get away from it all and you know just t- kind of disappear, I I call into a radio show uh, just so I can you know, broadcast <laughs> my voice all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I tell you what. Well, the next time I go camping, which will be never, um, you know, I'll make sure to go with you, uh, uh, Admiral Andy. How's that sound? That that sounds amazing. And I I bet you I'd change your mind on it. Yeah, I bet you would. Excellent. All right. This is Todd Showalter. I'm along with my buddy Joe A.B., and this is The Right Mind Show. Thanks for joining us. And as I always say, if you don't have a right mind, you don't have a mind at all. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Right Mind Show with Todd Showalter. To find out about all things Todd, go to studiotodd.com. We will see you next Saturday night at 5 p.m. right here on 1019-941 Newstalk STL and always streaming online at newstalkstl.com.